welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation. I'm Lori Steele. And I'm Joey Boudreaux. And I'm Sally Gentry. And we are so glad you have chosen to tune in. Lots of fun stuff going on today. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to be educated. We're going to have some fun, and we want you to join in. Kick us off. Absolutely, absolutely. On our first segment, we're going to talk about new ways on how technology and donation meet. Yeah, Sally and I are kind of giggling about this. This is pretty Mm -hmm. interesting, so you'll want to stay tuned for this. Yeah, we'll also talk about the Marsh Mad Dash. So if you're looking for an event to get involved in, maybe for the first time, something family-friendly, this may be the thing. We'll have all the details. And then we'll be talking to Sally again. She'll be continuing her conversation on coping with the aftermath of suicide. Yeah, lots to come on that. We're Honor a Hero, as we do in every podcast. Take your questions and answers, and hey... We want you to help us spread the word. So everything that we talk about today, we want you to pass it on to at least, yep. you know, one other person. It's easy to do, y'all, huh? It is. Sure. And you can find us, of course, always on Lopa.org, our website, mm-hmm. and any podcast app. I mean, pretty much all of them are carrying us now. So just look us up, The Gifted Life. You'll find us anywhere. It's that easy. Sally, you get involved in this on social media, especially Facebook. I mean, really, it's just a click. Absolutely. Share. Yes. Yeah, so spread the word, do what you can, and this is becoming interactive, right? right. right? So we have a phone number now. You can actually be part of the podcast. Call us, 504-648-3477. That's 504-648-3477. Yeah, maybe we can make a jingle, Sally, (laughs) me and you. Maybe so. We could do something like that. Yeah, be a part of it. Spread the word about donation. This is one of the ways that you could do it. Lots to get to. You guys ready? Yep. All right, stay tuned, everybody. More to come. Okay, Joey, it's our new segment, and this is pretty funny. We've been giggling about it since we we got together this morning, but a donation tie-in. They're using the app Tinder, which usually is just to find a match, finding, you know, love online through an app there, people with common interests. But they're learning about organ donation, which is pretty cool. Now, this is happening in the UK. Right. And what they have on the site is they've got uh, two British actors and then one Olympic gold medalist, and they've got a pink heart next to them. And if you swipe to the right, the next message that comes up is, well, first of all, it says that you can basically, you are interested in becoming an organ donor. And then it tells you if it was only this easy for those in need of a life-saving organ to find a match. Pretty cool. The campaign is called The Wait. It targets users between the ages of 18 and 35. Not only do they get that message, they get stats about the number of people waiting, so nearly 7,000 people. Again, just to clarify, this is in the UK. They also get a link to the organ donor registry, and the hope for both Tinder and the organ transplant site in the UK is to encourage people to not only register, but to pass along the message. So whatever works, man, it does. this is working. It does. Look, if we would have had this Uh-oh. eight Here or we nine go. years ago uh-huh. when I met my wife, uh-huh. the first thing that I did was look at her license, and she had a heart on her license. I said, well, that, that buys you in a first date. Bam! And then we got married. <laughs> <laughs> But this is a, it would have been a lot easier had I, had I been on Tinder. Of course, there was no Tinder back then. But 
and have, and he walked uphill both ways to school in the snow. I it was did. something else back then. But this I had is to pretty check cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is something we had to share using technology, using the mobile app Tinder. But like I said, whatever works, we're always looking for you know outside the box campaigns or thoughts, and, and this one works. So does it spur something in your mind? Mm-hmm. You know, pass it on to us. We have the number info at lopa.org. You know, help us do the next best thing. We love it. In our community segment, something fun that you can get involved in. It's family friendly. March 12th, mark your calendars for Joey. The Marsh Mad Dash for Life. Bam! I feel like we need a drum roll there or something. Uh Yeah. So it's just a great way to help spread awareness about organ donation. One of the brain trusts behind this, Miss Lana Stevens, community educator with the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, is here now. Hey. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Are you like stressed because the race is coming up? No, it's a well oiled machine now. No, it's a well oiled machine. We got this. I have lots of volunteers. There's no stress with this race whatsoever. It's a stress-free zone. Joey, are we believing her? I'm not believing her. I've been part of quite a bit of runs, (laughs) and and they all have some stress involved. It's good. (laughs) It really is. It's fun, though. So when I go out there, you have lots of helping hands. People love this event and want to help in some way, shape, or form. It's just a good time. Yeah, we have a good uh, volunteer base mm-hmm. in Thibodeau and in the Homa area, anywhere down the Terrebonne, Lafouche Parish area. Mm-hmm. We have a really good volunteer base of donor families and recipients, and they really want to get involved. So it's really exciting to be able to kind of just say, oh, we need to find something for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but it's very, very scenic. You, you guys are on campus at Nichols. you got a great little group there on campus that helps you out. So kind of walk us through all the players there because I mean this is a team effort oh yeah and it's that's the best part of it we have such a great team involved from the Nickel State University anywhere from the student life Mm -hmm. Um, we have our student organization which is called Colonels for Life which is an on-campus organization of students some little go-getters they really are (laughs) they sponsor our little bounce house for our kids area Mm -hmm. and they also set up a bake sale for us and Lopa gets all of those proceeds and they just really enjoy doing it they usually have a team as well who cooks I mean oh the culinary department that is genius by the way love it it kind of is I'm just joking no it is (laughs) it is Um, no we have really good jambalaya from the culinary department at Nichols, I usually and they provide that for us, and they serve it. It's grace. Yeah, it's really, really great. It's good. So we got this well-oiled machine going on. We start out early in the morning, and it doesn't matter what the weather's like. Okay, it could be like a raindrop. It could be cold. Smiling faces, lots of people, lots of different teams, and they come with t-shirts that are we do we have two different awards um special awards outside of the the race itself Mm -hmm. we have an award for largest team and we also have an award for best team uniform and it's really fun to see all the different team shirts that come out whether it's a in honor of a donor or a recipient or like i said the students usually have their own team shirt um and it's just really fun to see the all the different designs that they come up with and it kind of makes me think god why didn't i think of that you know they have some some really great ideas and the teams are bigger and bigger this is our fourth annual so 
the word's getting out. We have, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people already talking about it. So a few people have registered already. We're just really looking forward to it. It's it's Our registration has opened up on our website at www.lopa.org. And until February the 27th, it's going to be a $25 race fee. And then after that date, it'll move up to $30 per person. We are allowing people to register the day of as well. And so Joey, who's our resident runner. That's right. Our supervisor. Right our supervisor. Okay. So this is a 5K, huh. and there's also a fun run for... Kiddos, right? Or whoever. Yeah, whomever wants to do it. True, right? Sometime, whoever. So um, sometimes the people that are doing the 5K like to warm up by yeah. doing the fun run. So nice. I'm one of those that, people. I can't get enough no. just with a 5K. <laughs> Got to do an extra mile or so. I love it. I, yeah. I, I just love the energy out there. And then I always leave inspired because of the stories. Yep. People get up there and they want to share. They love talking about their loved ones. And if it's a recipient, they want to honor that donor. I mean, that's a critical part of what this is all about. Yeah, I think last year we had a living donor out there as well that was there with their recipient. And uh, it was just, it wasn't a family member. It was just somebody that just kind of decided they wanted to become a donor. Mm -hmm. And so that was really nice to have them out there and for the families that were waiting to see that there was hope for these people that have received transplants and that there are families out there that choose to donate. So it's just a really great day. People like to travel, too, because I've been getting texts like, is that still March 12th? It's March 12th. You can go on our website, lopa.org, if you want to volunteer, info at lopa.org, and we'll get all that information to Lana so that she can kind of put that spreadsheet together because we're all about spreadsheets here, <laughs> right? Just kind of makes things go calmly. Most days, most days. We've been fortunate, too, with the weather. I know. Do you remember the first year? Knock on wood. It was cold. Oh, but everybody was showed ever? up. It was everybody like, it was like. Up record cold for March. Yeah. And I remember thinking, how did this happen? Right. But this year we're going to have great weather. Oh, and then I got a call this morning from a volunteer, a nurse with 24 years of experience and just wants to do something for Lopa. And she said, you know, I'm in the hospital, but I'd like to get out in the community. This is one of those events. Anybody can go to, either it's helping with shirts, pointing which direction to go to, handing out balloons, something like that. There's something for everyone. Yeah. It's family-friendly. It's awesome. All right, so, Lana, this is your one last-ditch effort. Invite people out. March 12th. March 12th, 8 a.m., uh, Nickel State University. It's right next to the stadium, so we'll have lots of signs pointing everybody in that direction. You can register on our website, lopa.org, or you can call us, which is 1-800-521-GIVE, and we can get you registered. We have paper registry forms, but we really kind of wanted everybody to register online. It's always been just a lot easier for everybody. And cash so, prizes for those? Cash prizes for Joey first, second, and asking. third place. Yep. Amazing. And it's just a, a day of inspiration, a day to celebrate life. Mark your calendars. We'll see you there. It is now time for our family support segment where we are continuing our conversation on suicide. Yep. Of course, Laurie, we, we had our first segment in our last episode about signs and myths of suicide. Mm-hmm. And this one we're talking a little bit more about the coping with the aftermath of suicide. Between 5 and 10% of our organ and tissue donors have been uh, or victims of suicide. So Sally is one of our experts in, in the field, so uh, I'll kick it off to Sally. Okay, thanks, Joey. When a loved one takes his or her life by suicide, the effect on the survivors is devastating. Generally, the first reaction to the death is shock, disbelief, followed by intense sadness, guilt, anger, and sometimes fear. And these thoughts and feelings are compounded when it's the death of a child. Mm. 
Today we're going to be talking with Robert Boone, who knows firsthand what coping after the death of a loved one can mean. His son Don was a donor in 1992 after he took his life by suicide. So we'd like to introduce Robert to you. Uh, and thank you, Robert, for coming on. And we'd like to hear, you know, your thoughts about what has happened and what we'd like to hear really what you and your family dealt with during this tragedy and how donation may have been of benefit to you all. Okay. Of course, in 1992, everything was just was going great. I just didn't think uh, life could be any better. And then my 17-year-old son, uh, for whatever reason, ended his life by suicide. He, self-inflicted uh, gunshot wound and he was on the phone with a young lady and it just turned uh, our life upside down we, we just uh, had no idea he was contemplating anything like that and we were totally in, in shock banal I, I was very angry I couldn't understand why this had happened and I just went through all the, the basic stages of grief and the, the, the guilt and the shame of it And uh, but thank God it's been uh, 28 years ago, and, and joy is restored in my life, and I'm, I'm very blessed, and a lot of wonderful things have happened since then, uh, but uh, I guess the suicide being just a, a total tragedy, there's, you can hardly think of anything good could come out of it, but good has came out of this, and, uh, you know, I, I thank God that I, I had the opportunity to uh, donate Don's organs because you know a lot of people don't even have that opportunity but I had that opportunity and it's turned out to be quite a blessing you never get over suicide you never get over losing someone you love and, and I guess if you stop loving them you'll get over it but I, I've never stopped loving oh, Don yeah and I, I think about him you know quite frequently and just the other day my I have 10 grandchildren now so wow. I'm so blessed but one of my grandchildren saw Don's picture on the wall and said, you know, what, who is that to start with? And I said, well, that's my son. What happened to him? I just told her that he died. Mm -hmm. But it just, it just, you know, my heart bled. Mm -hmm. I was caught off guard again. But, uh, you know, those, those moments come, and, uh, and, but they don't, they don't stay, thank God. And I just uh, really, uh, like I say, it, it's, I never got over it, but I've accepted it and went on with my life. And it, it was hard. It was it was work, and it's still work. You never you never quit. You know, trying to uh, fight against grief. It's got to. It's, I, I can't say it's just my friend, but it, it it follows me around. It won't ever go away. It's there. I just have to know how to deal with it, and I've learned over time how to deal with it. Well, it sounds like you've given yourself, and, and I'm sure your your close family permission to to grieve and to think about things as time has gone on and still you're you were able to see hope at the toward the end I guess of, of this time and I know that you do a lot of volunteer work with Lopa talking about Don um, do you find that that has brought you some peace too or do you think just the the fact that you can talk about it and maybe just not fall apart is maybe one of the better things that, that you've found that has come out of yeah, coping you with know, it. I want to hear his name and you know I guess the stigma of suicide people are afraid to even mention his name to me but I, I love hearing someone in fact a lot of people call me 
uh, Don by mistake. I'm Robert, but they'll say they remember Don, and they'll Aww. say, hey, Don, and uh, they'll apologize. I said, don't apologize. I want to hear my son's name, but doing this volunteer work uh, has really been a blessing. In fact, uh, Don, his photograph was on a 2012 float yeah. for Donate Life. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it was only 72 floor graphs on it float, and my son was one of them, and it was broadcast nationally, and it's just awesome that, you know, my son's picture and his name was mentioned several times, and that's really been a blessing. And then this year, uh, Don's on the 2016 Donate Life calendar for the state of Louisiana. So oh, wow. There's just so, so many awesome things that have came about, but it, in the end... What really saw me through all of this is my faith, my faith in God, because without without Him, I, I, I don't know how I would have made it through this. I, I have friends, I have church family, but they're not there with me 24 hours a day like like my Lord and Savior is in, in my heart, and I know I can go to Him at any time. But uh, it, it takes faith, and your faith wavers. And I mean, there was about the first three years after Don's death, I didn't, I did not know how I was going to make it. Grief, you either succumb to it or you become a fighter. And I chose, I chose to, to fight this. And it was, there was something that, there a lot of things along the way that helped me. But I, I'd worked with a man. I worked for the railroad, and I worked with a man whose son had took his own life, and that happened years before this happened with my son. And I just got on the phone, and I called, and I talked to uh, this conductor's wife, and uh, I said, you know, I said, how long was it before you did anything with his clothes and you did anything with his stuff? And that had been 12 years earlier that their son had taken his life, and, and she said, oh, we've done nothing, nothing at all. His car is still in the garage, and his room is just like you know, it was the day he died, and, and I just said to myself right then, no, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah. this is not going to be me, mm-hmm. you know, but things like that help, you know, yeah. help me along the way, and there's just so many other things I could tell you that, that helped me, but uh, I'm just, uh, my, my wife, my family have all been very supportive, thank God I survived. Let's say, Robert, uh, you know, I've, I've heard you talking about Don, you know, it's been, I guess uh, you've been a volunteer for quite some time, quite a few years. And every time I hear you talking about Don, you bring inspiration to the room. I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've heard you talk and the passion, you know, that you have for him and the love that you have for him. It just, you know, disseminates throughout the room. It is amazing. I'm glad to have met you and, and, and I'm so happy that you were able to come on and share Don on our podcast with us today. Thank you. Um, I really cherish the opportunity. I do believe that I can help others, you know, that are facing similar situations, and, you know, it really helped to talk to someone that's, that's been there and, and went through mm. these things. It's with this information that you're sharing with us, uh, hopefully many people who are listening uh, who may be experiencing something similar to what you have gone through will find what you have to say, an inspiration, and a way to give them hope for the future, too. And that's that's a wonderful thing that, that you can pass on to folks. So uh, very much we appreciate that. And, Robert, you are so honest and so raw. I mean, we're, we're learning 
from you, and, and we appreciate it. And I have to tell you, your son Don, his picture, not only in our calendar and and uh, the floor graph that you talked about, but um, if you go to lopa.org, Faces of Donation, you can see Don's picture, uh, handsome young man, and you can read more <laughs> about... Really was. Yeah, you can read more about Don Boone there and our other heroes, but lopa.org, Faces of Donation. Robert, thank you for being so honest with us and taking the time uh, to help us learn. Thank you, Alice. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. that time in the podcast where we pause to honor a hero. It's what it's all about. Yeah. And today, Rixby LaBeouf. It was said about Rixby LaBeouf by his family that Rixby never met a stranger. Whether he was in a store or a gas station or in a church, he would always say hello and how are you doing today? Mm. He worked hard all his life. He was married. He had his wife of 51 years, Mabel and his two children, Priscilla and Aaron. He drove 18-wheelers in the oil field and then worked in the rice mill in, in small-town Abbeville, mm -hmm. Louisiana. Mm -hmm. uh, he loved to travel and enjoyed being outdoors. When his health started to decline, he knew he had to have heart surgery. One thing that he did was make it known that he wanted to be an organ donor. When he passed, his family made sure the hospital was aware of his wishes, and then they, of course, met with the local representatives and explained that this is what he wanted to do and he became a cornea donor and gave sight to two different people. Knowing that his wishes were honored and he was able to help someone else makes his family proud and happy. Mm -hmm. Good story. I love learning more about our heroes, and you can do it too. Lopa.org, Faces of Donation. You can go and see Rixby's picture, and you can see other heroes of stories that have been submitted. So take the time to check that out. At this point, let's pause in the podcast and just say thank you to Rooksby for the gift of life. We have reached the question and answer segment of this podcast. And info at lopa.org, if you have questions you want to throw our way, that's where this one came, Joey. I'm a registered donor. Who notifies Lopa following my death? Well, uh, Laurie, in most situations, uh, most of the time, deaths come from the hospital. And we are notified by the hospital staff, usually the nurses or clergy. But not everyone passes away in the hospital. We have a partnership with many of the coroners in uh, some of the parishes in Louisiana, and they will notify us uh, so that those families have the same opportunities to save and enhance lives just as those that are uh, in the hospital. Very good. If you have a question, you want us to talk about a topic a little bit more, info at lopa.org. This episode of The Gifted Life, almost in the books. That's right. Yeah. I want to thank our special guest today. Yep. And we want to thank our own Lana Stevens uh, for coming on, uh, talking about the Marsh Mad Dash uh, coming up in Thibodeau. Yep. Can't wait for that one. And, of course, we want to give a, a very special thanks to Robert Boone for sharing Don's story with us. It's such a powerful story. Every time I've heard it, he's amazing. It was such a raw story. 
even from 1992. Right. Um, and he continues to tell it to bring awareness to so many different causes, especially organ donation. So we got to thank him. Thank you for listening. Remember, if you want to be part of the podcast, remember our number, 504-648-3477. I feel like we need a jingle. Sing it. 504-648-3477. No, I'll, let, I'll let the experts work on that. Or info at lopa.org. Thanks for tuning in. Spread the word. Go out and do something today that you don't normally do to help spread awareness about organ donation. Help us save more lives. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.